breaking down what's up. What's up? This is Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590 The Fan and the Leafs Radio Network. And it looks like Jack Campbell coming back after injury is going to record his third career shutout as he whitewashes the Edmonton Oilers here tonight. He stops 30 shots perfectly, and it's the second game in a row that the Leafs have had a whitewash going until the final minutes of the game. And just one goal against now in their last two outings, and I don't know if I have ever seen a team as giddy for somebody getting a shutout as the Leafs are for Jack Campbell right now. His first shutout since March of 2019 when he shut out the Calgary Flames. He's got a big smile on his face. And, I mean, all the players come out. You would have thought it was some sort of milestone. but And that wraps up a tidy 9-2-1 February for the Maple Leafs. Leafs 4, Oilers nothing. It's time to break it all down. This is Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 5-9 of the fan. Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic with you at the Golden Muzzy at Gord Stelic on Twitter. Sam McKee and Danielle Furtado along for the ride as well. Still to come over the next hour or so, Luke Fox of Sportsnet.ca to break it all down with us, Sheldon Keefe and others, and Gord, the Maple Leafs have won 16 of 22 games to start this season. Wow. And, uh, you know, all 16 haven't been like this one. So off to a great start. We're talking about banking points and getting used, developing good habits, and the key will be these habits still being top and center when it comes to the playoffs. But, you know, we're going to break down. This is This is a perfect game. You know, so there's there's no minutiae to break down. If you play like this, and Jim and Joe said the same thing, like this was a great team game. All lines were firing a very, very smart defensive style play. Excellent, excellent goaltending by Jack Campbell. Where's Connor McDavid? Where's Leon Dreisaitl? You know, and now Mitch Marner got a beauty goalie. I mean, they had flashes as well, but it was kind of the, so, well, nobody stood out. Everyone just played great. Every, and, and I likely said Zach Hyman, that line so deserved a goal, Zach Hyman down on what you can want to call the third line, but that line was just grinding and grinding. It was a great, great team game by the Toronto Maple Leafs. I've been like stats guy Nick Alberga tonight, but the Maple Leafs uh, 22-12-2 and now without Austin Matthews since he entered the league in 2016, including 2-0 and this season, outscoring opponents, both the Oilers, by the way, 8-2. to Make sense of that, please. Yeah, no, I, I got to think he's not long for here. I think he, <laughs> I think there could be trade rumors uh, coming up. Britannon? No, no I, I, that's where, you know, the, the great news is if in a lot of these, I think a lot of these games were like this, the team was on a tear, yeah. which describes now. And also maybe other times the team picked up when he wasn't there. But Jack Campbell, and you hear how he's getting mobbed. It's only his third career shutout. This was the number one goaltender selected in the 2010 draft. He was picked 11th overall by the Dallas Stars. It never happened there for whatever reason. It just never, never happened. And he actually, to be honest, was ordinary at times in the American Hockey League. Like he didn't kill it there. So he was 26 eight years after he drafted, that he had a decent number of games, 31 with the Los Angeles Kings as a backup. So this is a guy that was the first goaltender selected, has never been a starting goaltender in the NHL, and has only been a backup goaltender for the last couple of seasons. But that that was a great, great game tonight in his third career shutout. And, yeah, and getting mobbed by the guys, that's why they're just really happy. He just seems like he's a great team guy. Uh coming back from an injury, really needed it, and he had some saves he had to make. Yeah, you're right, and he's been a fan favorite ever since he did the uh, blinding lights uh, dance with his wife, I believe, during the pandemic at the beginning. Um, Campbell now 6-2-1, and by the way, as a Maple Leaf, but one of the stats I like the most out of this early season through 22 games, Gord, 
Least backups, now 5-1-0 in six starts this season. Well, two years in a row, last year being one of them, until Jack Campbell came in the trade, which was a brief period of time, it was the point they had not won a game. The backup goaltender had not won a game. And we'd be on Leafs Nation postgame, <laughs> and you're talking about it, and you're saying, look, you, your, your backup goaltender's got to get you seven, eight, nine, ten wins, you know, by and large, or whatever. Pick a number. And they had zero. Zero. And that's why it was always about Freddie and load management. Can Freddie get some time off? But if Freddie gets the time, takes a game off, you never win, and on and on and on. And that really was the case, including Michael Hutchison the last time. And again, he had a lot of bad luck about it, but now give Hutchison credit. He's got a couple of wins, but also Jack Campbell. I, I love the way he played last year, just the you know, because the the pandemic ended things with a thud. He only had a couple of starts or so. But he's played well ever since uh, he's played well ever since he's come to Toronto. No doubt about that. The Maple Leafs win at four nothing here on Leafs Nation post game on Sportsnet five nine of the fan Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic with you at the Golden Muzzy at Gord Stelic where you can find us on Twitter. Um, among the storylines we documented tonight, uh, Willie Nylander, the hot streak continues, ends up scoring the game winning goal, his second of the season, uh, four goals now in the last six games, but. We have to talk about Toronto defensively and Gord lucky for us. We talked about it on Leafs nation pregame, how much improved this team through 21 games at that point had been defensively. I think you nailed it off the top. This was one of the most complete Maple Leaf efforts I've seen in quite a bit of time. Yeah. And we're also giving Tyson Berry some props that he's got it back together in Edmonton as far as things go. So, you know, good on him. And last year it just didn't happen in Toronto, but you know, you, you look at it and time wise, Morgan Riley played 24, 15, Muzzin 22-30 and Brody 22-15 as well. So uh, they were the big, they were the big three that way. Justin Hall, Bogosian, Dermott, kind of fitting in a little bit different. But it, it was just like Connor McDavid, Leon Drysaddle. How many scoring chances did they have? Like you know, we not we've, much. No, no. Yeah. And and early on in the first period, there was a play when Connor McDavid got the puck, and you're going, oh 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 oh, <laughs> and TJ Brody. Because first of all, he's if you're gonna going to be a race, he's Connor McDavid's going to smoke anybody. Just got his stick and did the little disruption, right? And and, and that's all you needed. So it ended up being a, a ineffective, ineffective rush by Connor McDavid. And just you know, looking at it, he's minus three for the night. Connor McDavid is minus three tonight. One shot on goal, no points, minus three tonight. Good news for this Saturday night. Not so much, I guess, for the next game, because we know usually how the response is when it comes to McDavid and Dreisaitl, certainly. But the Maple Leafs, again, an excellent performance, and they'll worry about Monday night on Monday night. Um, And again, the season series, compelling enough. You're fighting, at least we think right now, with Edmonton for first in this North Division. Now six points up, a game in hand, and they're 3-1-1 on this season against Edmonton. Yeah, and Nick, going into tonight's game, the hottest team in the North was not the Toronto Maple Leafs. Leafs have played well. They've been the best team throughout the season. Hottest team right now was Edmonton at 11-2-0, and they were killing it. They were killing it. I mean, they've really been on fire. They got no excuses anymore. They've got excellent goaltending. It was great seeing Mike Smith get pissed tonight, right? He just, <laughs> I, love, I love the feistiness about him. That's always been part of his personality, but he didn't let any soft goals in, but just he's used. He's been on a winning tear, but uh, they, they've been the best team, so I, that's why... I thought it was just great the way the Maple Leafs dissected and went about the game. You know who's also happy? Mitch Marner actually gained points in the in the scoring race, right? Because nothing from McDavid or Drysaddle. So Marner picks up two points. He has a goal and an assist in this game. And again, uh, the big news coming into this one, no Austin Matthews. So they put JT on that line. Joe Thornton comes back, picks up an assist. We'll get to him momentarily. But, you know, John Tavares, a captain, two assists. One and one for Mitch Marner. You look at Marner and the season he's having, um, especially under Sheldon Keefe in the last couple of years, 63 regular season games under Keefe, 22 goals, 
59 assists, 81 points. But again, there's just something different to Marner this season, isn't there? Yeah, and our stats was Stevie Fellin came out. Marner was plus one tonight, so said now he is plus 17 for wow. the month of February. Okay, so that's the best month of February ever by a Toronto Maple. I don't know if Stevie gets all these stats, but <laughs> but the best in a month, and, and Mitch will have to start over because next game's in March, was Ian Turnbull in a 31-day month in December back in 1976. He was a plus 19. But just, so, you know, uh, people have talked about, and I, I, I got to see it more because we get a little bit carried away, but should Mitch Marner get co- Selkie Trophy consideration? Austin Matthews is playing better two-way hockey. Like at, like at what point do they really enter that milieu to be getting that kind of consideration? So never mind the Selkie Trophy. As long as you're paying attention to two-way hockey and, and playing a better complete game, then that's good for the team. That's good enough for me. And certainly Mitch Marner's doing that. El Gordo, you talk about complete games. Um, we're almost at a point where this uh, newfound third line could use a name because uh, they were really, really effective tonight, clearly. But Hyman, Engvall, and Mikheyev, uh, I believe uh, Joe Bowen mentioned they were like three p- pit bulls on, yeah. in one line. Hyman, Engvall, Mikheyev. So the ham line. Okay, let's do it. Or when they don't play well, it's the meh line, right? <laughs> you just turn it around. You so right meh. now, because they hem everybody in, right? That's the way they hem you in. I get it. But then the other side, well, okay, some people didn't it get it. It works Okay, me. yeah. It and works. then isn't it meh, the word, if things don't go well? It's like meh, yeah. You're but right. M-E-H? Yeah. M-E-H? You're on to something here. I, and you just asked me. I, I've given it no thought, okay? Well, this was off you're the You're quick, quick on your feet. Or sitting down it. at this, this point. This it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm with that. Uh, okay. They, they were so good tonight. Yeah, they were. They were, and, and and Pierre Engvall's the guy that has emerged from, I don't think, again, I don't think Sheldon Keefe has a dog out, doghouse, but when we listen to the coach's comments, you know, we, we both listen, and every now and then you can see our eyes kind of perk because they'll throw something out there. Last time it was about Austin Matthews' wrist, but the one time was he really took a shot at Engvall, like just said, wow, he, he's not happy about Pierre Engvall. And then he could not have talked more about him today getting set for the game going to be a third line center why he deserves it and he he just kept going back effusive in his praise about Pierre Engvall number one excellent word number two let's talk about schneids that's also one of my favorite words out there but Jason Spetz says first goal in 11 vintage clapper fake clapper then shelf we've seen that time and time again Uh, Mike Smith's like 38 still didn't know it was coming a huge goal from Spetz and our guy Jimbo Vesey his first point in 14 games, and we didn't even think he was playing tonight. So no, he wasn't scheduled originally. I mean, what, what ice time did he have at the end anyway? He had uh, 8 minutes, 36 seconds, which is about right for a fourth line, but what they play. But Jason Spezza, you called it. That was great. Like I said, it was like he was with the Ottawa Senators as a 35-goal scorer years ago. And uh, even though, he, you know, I, I just like he's a regular contributor. So even if he gets one goal in 11 game, whatever it may be, like the fact that this is the guy that fought that the debacle that was the Columbus play-in series, you know, that just never got going, started badly. I know they went to five games, they won games, ended badly, just never whatever. This guy actually dropped his gloves to say, okay, the, you know, I got to do something, whatever. I got to I gotta show, you know, we got to, and I love that. I love that about Jason Spetson, but you called it right when, right when he wound up. You got that play down perfect. And that's one of the ones Mike Smith was annoyed about because he goes, wait a sec. This guy's done this a ton of times. Why, you know, I know he's like old man River now, but he still had a few of them left. You're right about Spezza, though. He, like, you know, pardon my French, but he doesn't bitch. He doesn't complain. He just does his job. He doesn't care if you're going to healthy scratch him in a game and return to his former team. He doesn't care. He goes about his business. Um, he's a pro's pro. I know that's, a, you know, a big-time cliche, but the guy's as professional as it gets, at least his time here in Toronto. You got to credit the dude. Like, he took less money the first time around, maybe not so much here in year two, 
but to be a Toronto Maple Leaf. And I think that stands for something in this fan base. Yeah, and that's something. Well, that's why the fans were so uh, uh, so pissed off when he didn't dress the first game because they understood that. They identify with being, we love hearing these stories, right? We're, we live in the greater Toronto area. If you're following this or if you get to go to games from time to time. And yeah, I I, uh, I really like that part about it. And uh, uh, so he, he got the night. Oh, yeah, that was going to say is, 36% on the faceoffs, though. He remember he was like at 100% for a while <laughs> early in the season or 90%. You know, he, he still is very proficient at the faceoffs, but that kind of tapered off a little bit. Maybe he was so pumped about his goal. This is tremendous because we have the game feed, and uh, right now, for some reason, they're showing the Leafs working out. I think this is after the game, right? It has to be after the game, just working out, and Jake Muzzin's having a time, but I've never seen a team work out like this after a hockey game. Well, I, I guess they do it. I, you wow. know, I... There's Spezza. It's all the vets. Yeah. Muzzin, Spezza, Bogosian. Yeah, they're going out doing a few little things and weights. And uh, well, guys do stuff on their own, you know. And it's... Spezza's doing deadlifts right now. Yeah, that's a thing. Yeah, wow. To finish a game like that and uh, go, uh, just they're close bunch though, right now, right? Like I, you know, I guessed it on a podcast the other day, and I sort of laughed at saying it, but we talked about it when Babcock left and Keith came in, started having fun again, right? Like it, yeah. it's such an you can simplify the sport. And be, you know, less hard on yourself. And that's what they're doing now, I find. Like, mm-hmm. you know, they're going out there and playing their game and just having fun. And I think it goes a long way even in the National Hockey League. Would you agree? Totally. Totally. And it's, yeah, it's it's like any place. It's anywhere. Any place of work, in a class you're in, whatever. And it just, it just seems like there's a, there's a good, there's a good vibe there. And I keep going back. Okay. Salute gate. Okay. <laughs> but, but I mean, there, there wasn't a good vibe back then when Nazem Kadri had to be suspended by the team for three games. And I always give credit. Hey, Nazem Kadri was a stand-up guy, and he had a solid career in Toronto after that. But when th- that team was so fractured and disjointed and toxic, that and that's what Brendan Shanahan saw, and that's why a lot of changes were made. I want to get to Joe Thornton. Um, picks up an assist here in another return. 16-31 of ice, something we'll be documenting throughout this season for the grizzled vet, 41 years of age. Uh, but he just continues to do his thing. Uh, you know, wherever they put him in the lineup tonight, it was on the top line with with, with Marner, uh, with Tavares. Uh, you know, he had a lot of chemistry in the recent weeks with with Austin Matthews. I, you know, for me, I think already he's exceeded expectations, at least what I expected for Jumbo Joe in a Maple Leaf uniform. Yeah. Yeah, you kind of wondered that the, you know, the two tied up with sentiment that way. Uh, also, it was a lot of leadership they were throwing at once, and you're kind of saying, well, why is there such a leadership void? Which okay, that's great that you that you address it, but also are you maybe overdoing it? Because a lot, a lot of times new people come in and they can't instantly be leaders. It's 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 a, it's a funny mix. But Joe Thornton, just his kind of personality. I don't know if that story's true about them because it does show him all the time at practice that he's in everyone's face. He can't stop talking. He's so, but the story apparently wanted to take the door off the stall in the San Jose Sharks uh, <laughs> dressing room because he enjoyed talking to people so much. So I don't know if that, that that's a, probably a bit of urban myth, but it just means wherever you go, if Joe's there, he's going to be, he's going to be uh, talking, chirping or joking with you as a teammate. You're right. And and again, the, you know, the story to me throughout this NHL season has been the fountain of youth and it hasn't just been found or seen or drank from here in Toronto. It's other markets as well. We talked about Mike Smith earlier on, but the fact that Joe Thornton is doing this at the age of 41 and my wonder with Thornton was not so much did he have it anymore. Could he keep up with these guys? And he's just so crafty. You know, every time he has the puck, there's a purpose to why he has the puck. You really, in any sport, don't like to... And uh, 
first of all, there's so much money nowadays that you understand everybody hangs in forever. But any any athlete to go up with a with a whimper whimper rather than a bang. It's nope. always sad to see that you wish two years ago they'd gone out instead. Two years later they're hanging in there, and it's it's not the same. How about a Stanley Cup? Well, that would be huge to ride in the that sunset. Would, that would be great. I mean, Ray Bork is the ultimate one that way, and Joe Thornton's kind of kind of that way. I mean, the Colorado team was really really favored yeah. for a Stanley Cup back then, but that would be phenomenal. You know what? I still have dreams wearing number fifty two, Marty Marinchin holding the Stanley Cup. So I'm going <laughs> to stick with that dream, and one day it will happen. The Maple Leafs win it four nothing here against the Edmonton Oilers. Now three one and one in the season, in five of nine against the Edmonton Oilers. Now a six point gap. In the standings, and that finishes off February 9-2-1 for the Maple Leafs. Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic still to come. Luke Fox of Sportsnet.ca will hear from Sheldon Keefe and others. The Maple Leafs feeling great about life heading into March. You're listening to Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. We need to talk about what just happened. This is Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590 The Fan and the Leafs Radio Network. Jams his man to the wall, and Nylander gets it in front of the net. Marner holds, doesn't shoot it. Marner to the side, now circles the net. Centers to win. Willie, and a shot scores! Willie Nylander on a nice play by Mitch Marner with traffic in front of the net that certainly occupied Mike Smith. And the Maple Leafs open the scoring on a power play, and we, Willie, has three in a row. All I'll say is what a difference a week makes. Willie Nylander now has four goals in six games. He had three in a row at that point, as you heard Joe Bowen with the call. Leafs four, Oilers nothing. We're breaking it all down. It's Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic with you on Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 5-9 of the fan. Really noticed the Nylander line in the first half of the game when it mattered, but I think all in all, Nylander is more dialed in than he was maybe a week ago, Gord. I think, I, you know what? I don't know. I, 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 <laughs> I, I think his dial is his dial. And he doesn't Nylander get, dial. Yeah, he doesn't get upset if people think he's not <laughs> dialed in enough. He's chill. And, uh, yeah, he is. He totally is. He totally is. I wish I was chill like I, that. What, what got me was uh, after all what that went on with the contract situation, <laughs> and then a few months, like about seven or eight months later, the NHL Players Association has their golf tournament, and they and they have trouble getting big players to come to it. You know, a lot of the you know they want to you know. Uh, get the sponsors involved that, that support the NHL Players Association. So the two big guys were Gabriel Landeskog and Willie Nylander. And he, and that's when he said he told Mitch Marner, just, Mitch, get what you're going to get, right? <laughs> like, remember that? Like, he didn't really you think, oh, he, wouldn't, what, he doesn't yeah. want to say it. You think he wouldn't want to say anything given what he'd been through. But I, I kind of like that about him. He's very he's very nonplussed and, do, and doesn't worry what people say. Yeah, it was um, pretty perfect the way that whole situation was handled, that he waited till the final moments until December 1st to sign that contract. It was like there's no urgency at all to play hockey that season, but he, he found it. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> found the money. I'm saying <laughs> again, it's, it's water under the bridge, yes. but that, but that set the table for not a very good um, contractual distraction yeah. situation. Put it that way. But all those guys, all those guys are hitting on all cylinders and that's the most important part. And to me, I'm, it's all subjective on how you look at things. Like I put out the numbers and they're pretty astounding and, and incredible and compelling when it comes to Nylander under Sheldon Keefe. For yep. as much as we're going to chirp the game sometimes, you know, MIA sometimes, he has 31 goals in 67 games. That's not too bad, Gord. Yeah, well, I just said, he, yeah. uh, just, I, I think I say every show is, you do. because COVID, nobody remembers anything last year. Mika Zibanejad was the hottest scorer <laughs> in the National Hockey League when when the pause, the thud happened around March 11th. Huh. Uh, things like that. And, and William Nylander was one of the very few Leafs, maybe the only forward, 
I may stand corrected about something, but was having a what you would consider a positive type of season like you'd expect him to have. Exactly. And all I need from Nylander is uh, some contributions from time to time and step it up in the Stanley Cup playoffs. But you can say that about the, the big four. Uh, there's no doubt about that. Nylander uh, really good again in this one. The game-winning goal, a 4 nothing win. Jack Campbell, the 30-save shutout. We'll hear from Sheldon Keefe later on. Luke Fox of Sportsnet.ca. For now, we're going to hear from the captain, John Tavares, propelled to the top line with no Austin Matthews. Had two assists in this one. A lot of talk about Connor McDavid pregame. Uh, he ends up minus three tonight. Is that a reflection on the uh, total uh, team effort defensively? I think so. Um, no doubt you need uh, full team effort against a player like him and um, the type of offense that they have. Uh, you know, we were real disciplined tonight, which is really key, uh, especially it doesn't let them get them feeling the puck a lot, feeling good and getting rewarded and kind of getting their game going when, uh, you know, things are tight five on five, like I think a lot, a lot of tonight, uh, tonight was so, um, yeah, we just executed our game plan and then our challenge is uh, to follow that up. You know, he's going to look to make adjustments and, and their team as well and, and look to respond. So, um, all in all, uh, off a long flight, start of a long trip, uh, um, obviously a big few points for us. Thank you. Next up, we'll go to Terry Koshay, Toronto Sun. Go ahead, Terry. Hey, John, uh, maybe not the biggest play over the scheme of things tonight, but what does it say to the bench when, uh, Justin Hall comes to immediate action after the bump with Ennis and Campbell in the first period. Yeah, I think that's just the type of group we have. Um, guys uh, sticking up for each other, um, you know, protecting our crease, protecting our net, and, and uh, uh, the importance of that. And, um, you know, not necessarily having to drop the gloves, but uh, just standing our ground and, uh, you know, letting our opponent know we're not going anywhere and, and uh, um, you know, we're not going to tolerate those things and we're going to protect our net. So, um, you know, he's been uh, solid for us in so many areas, and, and that's a, just a great sign, I think, of what uh, he brings to our locker room and the maturity he has and uh, the leadership he brings. Thanks, John. Next up, we'll go to Mark Masters, TSN. Go ahead, Mark. John, what stands out playing alongside Joe Thornton, and what did you like about the line tonight? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, obviously I, I played uh, a lot with Mitch uh, um, over my time here, so obviously have a good feel for him but uh, my first real time playing with jumbo so uh i think just trying to um you know spread uh, the opponent out and, and do a good job of just moving the puck quick and, and trying to find uh, open space obviously you're talking about one of the best passers of all time so um you know just trying to uh be hard to defend uh solid in our own zone and, and coming up the ice uh, uh kind of supporting each other and then that's what happened on mitchy's goal so uh, obviously uh, a real treat to play with Jumbo. It's uh, uh, amazing what he's doing at his age and, and uh, great to have the opportunity. And last one here, we'll go to Josh Clipperton, Canadian Press. Go ahead, Josh. Hey, John, what can you say about uh, Jack coming out of the bullpen and posting a 30-save shutout, especially early? You know, the Oilers were buzzing. Could be a different game if they get one in the first. I think uh, I got two reactions. I think one is uh, not surprised and, uh, and obviously just uh, thrilled for him. I think uh, you know, since he's come here, he's been absolutely tremendous, um, not with just the results that he brings and uh, the, the confidence he gives the group, but I think uh, the energy, the attitude he brings every day, the work ethic and practice is second to none. And uh, it's just infectious what he brings to our team. Um, there's a lot of things uh, not seen behind the scenes that he brings to our group. So uh, I'm just thrilled for him and not surprised with uh, how hard he uh, works and prepares and um, type of talent that he has. Consummate professional there is uh, John Tavares, the captain. Did I see him got a couple of points? He got a chance to play on the big line. And yeah. yes, like I said, he and Austin Matthews and Connor McDavid, they're 
They're pretty serious post game. I think they could lose a, use a little. I don't know if we're going to hear from Joe Thornton or not. We'll hear from him enough throughout the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, but a, a little bit about you know a little bit of a uplift kind of thing. You won the game and going on, but good kind of win. He's all business. Meantime, as you know, Gord Jake Muzzin returning to the Maple Leaf lineup tonight and looked very Jake Muzzin like. That's just what he does. Uh, one assist plus two. He played twenty two thirty. Let's hear about Muzzin and what he had to say in his comeback. Hi, Jake. In terms of complete 60-minute performances, where does this one rank amongst all the games this season? Yeah, it was a good game. Um, you know, I thought we did a good job at, at sticking to our game plan and, and not getting away from it. Um, and even when we're up a few, we, we stayed with it. Uh, we had great goaltending and, and pretty good commitment from everyone uh, on the defensive side of the play. So it was, it was a good start to the road trip. We needed it. How did you find playing with the full shield? It's more annoying than anything um, with sweat coming down and, and just being kind of in the way and, um, you know, and it's tough to clean. You got to unclip it. And, and so it's just more annoying than anything, really. Next up, we'll go to Lance Hornby, Toronto Sun. Go ahead, Lance. Uh, Jake, uh, how did you feel about Jack Campbell's game tonight? Yeah, he was stellar. Um, he, coming off injury, coming in and, and playing a game like that is is pretty impressive. Um, you know, we a couple plays early, we they had great A scoring chances and Soup was ready to answer. So uh, he was huge for us. Um, you know, he led us uh, in, in the start and kept going the whole way. It was a pretty impressive performance. Quick follow-up, uh, what specifically against McDavid and Dreisaitl was working tonight for you guys? I, You know, we're did a pretty good job at taking away time and space. Um, you know, they're great players and, and they're, they're going to find ways to, to make plays. And, um, but for the most part, we, we kept them to the outside and, and, you know, try to limit their, their time and, and, you know, just kind of contain them on the outside. Jake Muzzin, um, part of the Leafs D that did an excellent job on uh, McDavid and dry settle. You're right. You brought it up earlier, barely noticed those guys, which is weird to say. You did notice Jake. He looked like an astronaut with the, uh, <laughs> The new helmet he had. Charlie Conway. But played 20-plus minutes, and, uh, yeah, he would, they just had it. They they just had it shut down, and um, really, you're, 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 you know. Actually, I thought I thought him and Brody, when I say better than Morgan Riley, it's not a shot at Morgan Riley. It's yeah. just I thought those two, these two guys were the best one overall from a strong defensive team effort overall tonight. And that's a tough assignment for sure. When you have uh, one and two in the league staring uh, down the barrel at you in nine games, uh, I think they've done an excellent job, especially considering no Austin Matthews for two of those five games now. But that, that's a stat that continues to stand out for me, much similar to the one they always talk about, the Raptors, without Kyle Lowry. They just always seem to win <laughs> um, to an extent. And I know there's some other guns on this team. but It was the same with Kawhi, too. He was yeah. just here one year. But, well, I mean, they, they just every won, second they won, game off. Yeah. They won so many games, yeah. right? That was the year where Kawhi missed every second game until like it's Kawhi Leonard, which I understand they won a title. A load management. It yeah. wasn't every second game, but it was. Third, uh, yeah, every, every yeah it was uh, whatever it was. It worked. <laughs> He's a fun guy. Who knows? Who knows how much how much more it would have worked in subsequent seasons? That's a whole other kettle of fish. But for one year and getting the championship, yes. 22-12-2, easy for me to say, without Matthews. Two and zero this season. They've outscored uh, both games again uh, against Edmonton. Eight to two. Uh, I don't know what it is. Uh, again, another thing that to look at certainly is is the backup goaltender slot. Uh, now five and one, and that includes Michael Hutchinson. Uh, we don't know to the extent how long uh, Frederick Anderson's going to be out, but I would think they're going to run with Campbell at this point, right? Yeah, and there's no such thing as a backup goaltender. It's kind of one A one B this year, more yeah. so more so than ever, given the compressed schedule and the unique circumstances. So, yeah, it's uh, 
like I said, it's the whole storyline, the whole worry about can Freddie get some time off? Can any can you find a rent a goldie? Can you do whatever? And you know, good on Michael Hutchinson for saying, okay, depth wise, uh, I'm uh, as a number three, I'm able to do the job better than the last time around. And also, Jack Campbell, I don't think he's a bad, a bad start. Great, you brought up his name. Jack Campbell, 30 saves, his uh, third career shutout, first since March 25th, 2019. Let's hear what Campbell had to say. Jack, after a long road back, what did that moment uh, mean to you at the end with the guys congratulating you after a shutout victory? It was awesome. I mean, uh, it's what you play for winning the game, and the boys played amazing tonight. So it was just fun to be a part of it and get back in there and the battle with them. So just proud of this group. That was a heck of a game, and we needed it. So let's try to keep her going. As a goalie, what do you appreciate about Jason Spezza and the move he's able to pull off and still be effective with uh, this late stage of his career? Wow, what a treat it was to watch that on the other end. You know, if he did it to me, he does in practice. So it's nice to uh, to see it on our end. And uh, he's an amazing player, amazing teammate. So to see him, you know, he cares so much and works so hard. So he's had a heck of a career, but he's he's only keeping her going so we're happy to have him on our side and that was a huge goal for us next up we'll go to terry koshan toronto sun go ahead terry uh hey jack congrats on the return uh what goes through your mind when justin hall comes to your aid immediately at the end of the first period there with tyler annis oh man i'd go on all day about holler he's stepped up so huge for us this year it just looks like a fire in his belly like he wants those big minutes and he wants the um you know, opportunity to shut down their, their top players every night. So it's just, uh, you know, as a, as a whole decor, we played incredible tonight. You know, they were amazing. Um, Holler definitely led the way and um, he, uh, he just looks super confident. He's having fun out there and he, uh, he's got such a great attitude as a teammate. So we're lucky to have him. Next up, we'll go to Josh Clipperton, Canadian press. Go ahead, Josh. Hey, Jack, uh, just your thoughts on the team's overall performance, especially without without Austin. It really looked like probably one of the best, if not the best, 60-minute performance of the season. Yeah, I mean, losing uh, Austin is a huge blow, of course. He's he's amazing. He, he brings it every night. He competes. He, he's a superstar, um, you know, but it was a great opportunity for all of us to come together and, you know, um, go out there and just try to take two points from a really, really good team. And that's what we did. And Austin was fired up in the room after, and, you know, he's dying to get back out there when he can. And, you know, we, we can't wait to get him back. So that's a big win by, by the group. What did the guys in front of you do well against McDavid and Dreisaitl tonight? I think they did everything well tonight, to be honest. Um, like, look at the chances those two got. There weren't, there weren't many at all, if any, really. Um, you know, it was, it was really impressive the way, uh, you know, our D were, were shutting them down, but our forwards were working to come back. You know, we wanted to get pucks kind of deep and, uh, and not, you know, get above those guys. And we did a great job. So, you know, we limited their speed and rush chances and uh, it was just fun to, to play behind tonight. It was great to see. We'll take two more. We'll go to Jonas Siegel, the athletic. Go ahead, Jonas. Hey Jack, I'm just wondering how you maintain your positivity and enthusiasm and where that maybe comes from. Yeah, I mean, I'm human. I, I definitely had my stretches during the during the injury where it was tough days and, um, you know, 
anytime you're around the boys, it's the biggest positive. You know, you're all fired up to see them, but you know, you know, you're not going to go out and battle with them. So it is tough, but um, just getting back in here, even the last week or so, being in the room with them again and um, seeing how well the boys played, you know, when I was out, um, you know, Hutchie and Fred held her down and, you know, just made me even more inspired to come back and play well. So um, just great to be back and, and competing again with, the, with these guys. No soup for Edmonton tonight, Gordon. <laughs> Jack Campbell. That's it. Yeah, normally Micaiah, but Campbell soup. You're right. You're right. I've the been sitting that on that for like four minutes. Well, now we have itchy bone soup. I don't know. I don't know where <laughs> you can apply that to a hockey player, but uh, yeah, the noodles. All right. With that in mind, we will hit the break. Uh, still to come, we hope. Uh, we'll hear from Sheldon Keefe potentially, and also Luke Fox of Sportsnet.ca. Four nothing win here over Edmonton. Nick Alberga and Gord Stellick. This is Leafs Nation post game on Sportsnet five nine of the fan. Don't worry, we'll turn the lights off when we leave. But we're not done yet. This is Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590 The Fan and the Leafs Radio Network. And a diving play gets the Leafs free. Here's Spezza and fakes the shot. Scores! What a play by Jason Spezza. He fakes the pass to Boyd and that commits Smith and into the roof of the net. 3-0 Toronto. Fake clapper Cheddar. You'll love to see it from Jason Spezza. His first and 11 part of a 4-0 victory here for the Maple Leafs. This is Leafs Nation postgame. Sportsnet 5-9 of the fan. Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic with you at the Golden Muzzy at Gord Stelic. Um, We asked for it in the pregame. Spezza to step up and he was really, really due among others for a big time goal. And it came tonight, Gordo. First and 11 games. Yeah, yeah, just, just the different suspects coming up with it. Yeah, I want to just just a consummate pro. Mm. Love to see it. That kind of sealed it. I never never got the feeling Edmonton was going to come back this time, even though they've come. You know, they've been explosive, come back in other situations. And again, to talk about how Edmonton's been the hotter team right now, like like, like this win, uh, the Leafs. It's a four pointer. If the Leafs lost, they would have just been two points above the Oilers. Now they've got a six point gap between first and second place. Toronto is one game in hand, but it was Montreal that was breathing down Toronto's neck a while ago. Now they're in fourth place. So. This, to me, looks like, well, Winnipeg's got uh, four games in hand on Edmonton. Who knows? But just right now, this has been the hottest team, and the, and the Leafs took them on and uh, were the better team and, you know, are, are showing everybody that they really are serious about wanting to hang on to first place in the Scotia North Division. The Maple Leafs now 16-4-2 on the season. That wraps up February as well, 9-2-1 in that stretch. Uh, why don't we have a look at the out-of-town scoreboard as we wait word here to hear if we're going to have uh, Sheldon Keefe. Uh, but matinee affairs, the Flyers 3-0 over Buffalo. Uh, Calgary, a nice rebound, a 6-3 win in Ottawa. Washington 5-2 over the Devils. And uh, Nashville 2-1 over Columbus this afternoon. Yeah, some kind of boring games. Boy, poor Buffalo. Poor Buffalo. They're just terrible right now. No Jack Eichel. Jeff Skinner did play. Didn't get any shots on goal. Didn't get a goal, obviously. But Calgary, they needed that. That was a real bounce back for them. They're kind of in a world of hurt. Uh, Nashville. Boring game. A little bit of a shakeup they got trying to get going, but they beat Columbus 2-1. to one. I think it's too little too late for uh, Nashville in a lot of ways. And New Jersey's starting to slip, but uh, but Washington's just a real good team. So the 5-2 win shouldn't be a surprise. Another win in the Berkey era for Pittsburgh. They've ridden red hot since Hextall and Burke took over a 4-3 OT win against the New York wow. Islanders there coming from behind. Yes. And it's uh, Chris Letang, second of the game, fourth of the year from Crosby, makes it a 4-3 win. Uh, second shutout of the week for Andre Vasilevsky, who is pretty much on pace to win another Vesna trophy. The dude's unbelievable. A 5 nothing win for Tampa over Dallas. 
Carolina wins in the shootout 4-3 over the Florida Panthers, Gordon. Yeah, Tampa just is looking like they were two years ago in the regular season. It's funny, last year you had just had that caveat over their head. Are they going to get upset in the first round of the playoffs? Well, they've got the Stanley Cup now, and they're just kicking butt. Uh, the uh, Carolina needed – they'd lost to Tampa a few games, so this is a nice two points that they pick up in that uh, – in the shootout in that game. They're just a real good team, Carolina. All right, final break of the night. That's Gord Stelic. I'm Nick Alberg. Other side, we hope to hear from Sheldon Keefe, a 4 nothing win in Edmonton. You're listening to Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. After a meal like that, you deserve a little dessert. This is Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590 The Fan and the Leafs Radio Network. All right, time to wrap things up here on Leafs Nation. Post-game Sportsnet 5-9 of the fan, breaking down a 4-0 win for the Maple Leafs as we bring in uh, Luke Fox of Sportsnet.ca for a couple moments. Uh, Luke, your thoughts on this one? Pretty complete effort, eh? I think it's probably the most complete effort uh, of the whole season. Sheldon Keefe just said everything's coming up Leafs tonight, and uh, he's not wrong. You know, they didn't take a single penalty, which, you know, when you're going to be up against Connor McDavid and company is always a good thing. They ended their power play drought. They scored in every period. Jack Campbell got uh, his first shutout as a Leaf. Um, you know, John Tavares got, had a multi-point night and, and started feeling good about himself offensively. And then you get uh, some really solid contributions down the lineup, like that third line. Zach Hyman scored a beautiful goal and, and, that unit with Engvall and Mikheyev was great all night. And then Jason Spezza, another vintage vintage goal with the fake fake clapper and then the, the shot high, clean pass Mike Smith. So that's about as good of a, a game as you can hope for without Austin Matthews in the lineup. Yeah, there's there's really no minutia you could go at. As a matter of fact, we saw the guys. There's a camera feed here. They're 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 all working out. A bunch of them working out, doing weights and other stuff post game. I guess you got nowhere to go, which is probably part of it right now. A little bit different setup, but just uh, so many things to be positive about. But Connor McDavid's a minus three, and that's not a, an indictment on him by any stretch of the imagination. It just shows. Wow, Connor McDavid, Leon Drysidle were really non-factors. The the team defensive part, and I just thought earlier. T.J. Brody, there was a great rush by McDavid. It looked like he had him, but Brody just a little bit of a tap that jostled the puck, and that's all you needed to do, and that kind of set the tone. Yeah, that was a great stick there, and then T.J. Brody had another nice one to kind of spring that two-on-one with V.C. and Spezza. Um, You know, he's not going to be the guy that gets talked about too much, unfortunately, but T.J. Brody, Justin Hall, you know, sticking up. Uh, for Jack Campbell when Tyler Ennis bumped him. Uh, John Tavares was talking about how much that meant to the group and, and kind of, we didn't used to see this, right? Like two years ago, we, we weren't seeing defensive plays like that. We weren't seeing guys have each other's backs like that. Uh, and then you see the joy uh, amongst Jack Campbell's teammates when they're all giving him pats on the head. The guy's been on the shelf for so long, for a month. Uh, and to come in and pitch a shutout and to get that kind of defense in front of him, uh, you, you can't really ask for anything more. Connor McDavid had one shot. No, yeah, he was uh, he was quiet, no doubt about that. With Luke Fox of Sportsnet.ca, Nick Alberga, and Gord Stelic here on Leafs Nation post game. Let's get some love to the Grinders now to wrap up February. Hyman, Engvall, and McKay. I thought they were great. What do you think? Uh, they were they were arguably the best line in terms of consistency and you know finishing all their shifts in the offensive zone. They might have something there. Um, you know, I guess when they get back to full health, you, you'd guess that Kerfoot goes back there. But 
Engvall, I haven't seen his confidence this high in a while. Um, Zach Hyman is, is kind of proving that no matter what line he's on, he makes it better. And, and I love after he scored a goal, which is a pretty skillful goal. Um, he's doing a fist pump as he's falling down. Um, so he needs to work on his celly, I think. But uh, that line, was, I thought, was absolutely fantastic. So I'm sure there's going to be a pushback. We're not going to see this version of the Oilers the next two games. But this is a good start to the road trip for Toronto, for yeah, sure. It's, it's a good point because uh, we've seen Connor McDavid angry, and something tells me yeah. coming out on Monday he is not going to be happy about life. Uh, Luke, I know it's short, but thanks so much for this. Okay, have a good night, guys. You as well. That's Luke Fox of Sportsnet.ca, and that's a really good point and, and good to piggyback off our coverage coming up on Monday night, 9.30 p.m. Eastern time for Leafs Nation pregame leading up to the uh, 10 o'clock or just uh, thereafter puck drop here. So get the coffee pot going, but McDavid's going to be in a foul mood, you would think, Gord. Yeah, and when I was a little kid, this is where you'd sneak your radio to bed to yes, listen when the teams were out in California. Yeah. So, you know, here, of course, you got your phones and all that stuff. So you can pick up our feed that way. Yeah, or take a nap during the day. It, it, a game like tonight, it's worth it. This was all as advertised. Okay, you can say um, Edmonton fans wanted a bit closer, but this was all as advertised. It was really a great, great Toronto Maple Leaf effort against the hottest team right now in the Canadian division. That that had been the Edmonton Oilers. You remember the new VR? The, the TV the TV station? I remember for some reason watching games on the new VR growing up as a kid. And then, CKVR Barry? No, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that okay. channel, but the Leafs would sometimes play on there, and I would listen to the rest of the game on the radio. That oh, just brought well, back well, because memories. because the CBC Hockey Night in Canada, they were a CBC affiliate. Yeah. That's why. There we go. Yeah. Yes. So uh, those are the times for sure, but the Maple Leafs, uh, Gord, feeling great about life. They got a win from their backup goalie. Campbell's back. They got Thornton back. They got Muzzin back. Um, I, I don't know. We'll see what ha- what Monday brings, but I think it, it brings more cushion to keep Matthews arrested here. It does, and also be interesting to see the pushback from Connor McDavid if you chatted with Luke Fox about. The other thing is, you know, these road trips, they're in first place, so they're fine anyway, but it's not fun. Like, this is not a fun trip. You go back to the hotel, it's like you're a jury in the O.J. Simpson trial or something, right? <laughs> you can't talk to anybody, whatever it may be. And so it's nice to get the W. Like, it really is, because it, it's it's tough keeping it together, like for all of us, and it's still in COVID times. Well, they're flipping pizzas on the ice in the first period. They now can eat a Zaw after this game, right? Well said. Yes, that's exactly. Do it off the ice, not on the ice. There you have it. There's the pros pro right there. Gord Stelic. I'm Nick Alberga. We'll catch up again 930 local time on Monday for Leafs Nation pregame round two of three in this three game set. Many thanks to Luke Fox, Sam McKee and Danielle Furtado. You've been listening to Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590 The Fan.